Hello and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor David Hansen and I am glad that you are listening this week. We're continuing to read through the entire Bible. We've just finished getting about halfway through. We finished the book of Psalms. You'll hear us talking in this week's sermon about Psalm 145 and Psalm 22 in particular. Uh, But I'd invite you to read along with us and read the entire book of Psalms if you haven't uh, and experience the depth and breadth of emotion that the psalmist expresses in faith and relationship with God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please visit our website, sojoy.org, that's sojoy.org, or look for us online, search for Spirit of Joy Lutheran Church on Facebook, and uh, we would love to have you be a part of our extended community and join the conversation of faith that we are having. May be richly blessed by encountering the Word of God today and always. So I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but who's, who's on speed with their reading through the Bible? A couple of us. All right. Uh, who, like me, is close, but maybe missing a couple spots? All right. There you go. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, but if you've at least made it halfway through the Psalms, congratulations. You are halfway through the Bible. That is way more than most people ever read of the Bible. So congratulations. I think that is worth celebrating. Uh, And if that's not where you're at, uh, I invite you to just keep plugging along half an hour a day. Just keep reading. Uh, If you're far enough behind that you would rather be where we are, just jump ahead. Just start with today's reading and read today's reading uh, and keep up with us. And if you have time to go back later and read, uh, go back later and read. Uh, Because it is not an easy thing to keep this up all summer long. Uh, So congratulations for wherever you're at in that. Now, at Spirit of Joy, we do not have hymnals in our pews, right? Like, we don't do a whole lot of organ and hymn singing. But how many of you have gone to churches, right, with, with hymnals in the pews and right? Okay, a fair number. All right, I don't assume this everybody. A fair number. Of, did you ever just take that hymnal home and just sit and read through the hymns? No? Right? Like, that does not sound exciting, does it? But that's exactly, you did, okay, all right, that makes sense, I I believe that. (laughs) That's exactly what reading the Psalms is. The Psalms are a hymn book. The word psalm means song. So you're sitting and you're reading song lyrics for 150 chapters, right? There is no story in this. This is just poetry. So... Personally, the Psalms is one of those places that I struggle in reading the Old Testament because I want to slow down and, and like just read one and sit with it for a while. But if you're trying to read through the whole book of Psalms in about a week, you can't really sit and chew on each one. You have to keep going. And I like to sit and chew on the Psalms because they are some of my favorites because they encompass every bit 
of the human experience. There are moments where the psalmist is happy and joyful. Sing to the Lord a new song, right? Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing God's praises. And there are other times where where the psalmist seems forlorn and, and despairing of everything. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from hearing my cry? And there are other times where the psalmist is just plain angry. The psalmist says, Lord God, I pray that you would smash the teeth of my enemies on the rocks. Now, when Jesus said, pray for your enemies, I don't think that's quite what he's meant. But it's all there in the Psalms. Every bit of human life and human emotion. I get the feeling that sometimes we think that faith is just one of those things that's for when things are going well. That faithful people, people who who are close to God, are just people who are always happy. And the psalmist says, no. All of it, all of it is a part of the life of faith, and all of it is holy and who God made us to be. God made us to be people who are sometimes joyful and celebrated, and sometimes sad and forlorn, and sometimes angry and frustrated at the world. And God can handle all of it, every bit of it. I encounter often people who sometimes think that when we are angry that somehow we are not in right relationship with God. So I'll tell you two stories about people who left church. These were the churches that I grew up in where my dad was pastor. And the first family left the church because of the pastor, because that happens. So they left the church because of the pastor, but they had only been there for about six months, so I didn't get to know them. And when they left the church and we heard it was because of the pastor, I kind of went, eh, okay, see you later. Second family left the church because of, my pa- because of the pastor, because of my dad, uh, and they were people who lived across the street with, from us, who we grew up with their children, who we had dinner at their table with some regularity. And when I found out that they had left the church because of the pastor, I got mad at them. So what's the difference? They both did the same thing. Why did one make me mad and one I just didn't even care? Relationship. Relationship is the difference. We don't get mad at people that we are not in relationship with. If somebody that we're not in a relationship that we don't give two cents about does something that might otherwise make us angry, we go, who cares? I don't care about them anyway. But when someone we love does that thing that gets under our skin over and over again, when someone we love says something that hurts us or confuses us, then then we start to get angry and frustrated, right? The people we get angry with are precisely the people that we are closest with. Anger takes a lot of energy. You're not going to expend it on people that you don't care about. When someone tells me that they are angry with God, I know that that means that they probably have a pretty great relationship with God. Because how are you going to get angry at a God that you don't care about? How are you going to get frustrated with a God that you don't care about? How are you going to get sad about your relationship with a God that you don't care about? 
We're called to be in relationship with God, and relationships are hard work. Relationships are not always easy. We don't always agree with the people that we're in relationship with, including God. But notice what the psalmist does again and again. The psalm that begins, and it's one of my favorite, Psalm 22, it begins, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And and we know that from the New Testament, right? We know that because Jesus says those words from the cross. And we say, oh, Jesus must have felt so sad and so alone because he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But that same psalm ends by saying, I will praise you in the midst of the congregation. One generation will tell of your great works to another. They will continue to sing your praises, O God, forever. The same God that made me feel all alone is the same God that I'm going to praise. You don't stop loving people just because you're frustrated with them. You don't stop loving God just because you're frustrated with God. The psalmist lives these things out together. And it feels so weird to us because we think either you're angry or things are good. Either you're frustrated or things are good. Either you're sad or things are good. And they're the antithesis to one another. And what the psalmist says is we are called to be people who live in relationship where we both deeply love and also live out the whole range of human emotion where sometimes we love the people in our lives and we disagree with the choices that they make. Sometimes we love the people in our lives and we're hurt by the things that they say to us or to others. Sometimes we deeply love the people in our lives and we're not sure how to move forward in that relationship. But it doesn't mean that we stop deeply loving. The two things, we hold them together. And the psalmist says the same is true for God. God doesn't want you to wait until you're happy to turn to God. God doesn't want you to wait until everything is perfect till you turn to God. You're going to be waiting for a long time. God doesn't want you to wait until you feel like you are the most faithful person ever before you start living into your faith. God doesn't want you to wait. God wants you right now as you are who you are. God wants all of you. Those pretty great parts that we put on when we put on our nice clothes and come to church on Sunday morning and the not-so-pretty difficult parts that show up at other points in our lives, too. God wants to love and be in relationship with us at every point of our lives, celebrating and grieving, laughing and crying, angry and satisfied. There is no part of you that God does not love. There is no part of you that God does not want to be fully in relationship with. And I tell you, the Psalms are the ones I come back to again and again and again. When I struggle in my faith, I come back to the Psalms because they speak my language. When I'm not sure what's going on in my life, I come back to the Psalms because they speak my language. 
So if you've not gotten there yet, I hope you'll pick up your Bible and you will read the Psalms and discover there the depth of faith that we are called to with one another. And I hope that you will remember that wherever you're at, angry or sad, full of faith or struggling with faith, in love with God or not sure about God, God can handle it. And what God wants is you and a relationship with you.